Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast, your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and self-love. We'll feature a refreshing lineup of guests, including entrepreneurs, artisans, holistic lifestylists, clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. I hope that you join us for this amazing journey. Welcome back to the Black and Green Podcast. Today, with, we're with one of our founders, Trinity, with the gold. We can't wait to hop in and learn more about the product and learn more about her journey to entrepreneurship. Uh, Trinity, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Christian. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to um, share a little bit more about my story and, and what we're building at Gold. Absolutely. So you are coming from New York. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. We um, we launched Gold about uh, eight months ago when we were based in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And we actually, as of the past few months, have been upstate. Um, so we kind of needed a... Um, you know, a break from city life and city expenses and all that and and decided to come upstate actually to the Saratoga area to really just be able to focus in on the business and not have all of those outside distractions. Right. I mean, I'm sure that the city cost of living had a big thing to do with that. I mean, the price of living in New York is no joke. And I just like it's climbing with each day and gentrification in Brooklyn is so strong. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's not helping at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. That was definitely a big part of our decision. Yeah. Um, you know, it worked out. So that actually happened over the, the summer we moved. Um, and now we're actually looking to, you know, get back down to the city uh, for, you know, December or, or January. Um, but it was great because it was just a time where we didn't have to freak out about rent. We didn't have to have these other full-time, you know, day jobs that were taking us away from the business. And we could really just, you know, get the work done. And it definitely made a difference, you know, just looking at our sales records from when we were doing this part time in the city to when we were able to come up here and, you know, focus in. It, it works if you're able to put the time in. Oh, that's awesome. So tell, tell me about that transition going from full time. What were you doing full time? How did you make the decision to quit your full time job and kind of dedicate to the business? And when did you know I'm asking you three questions at once, right? And when did you know <laughs> that, yes, like th- I have a winner here and then I am kind of willing to take that risk and put, um, you know, my, put my all into it? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I feel like that's a question that I get a lot from people who are just starting their own businesses and they're trying to figure out, okay, when is the right time to make that jump? Um, so for me, I actually have a background in marketing. So I was, um, working in marketing pretty much up until I decided to move on to working on gold full time. Um, so I was working at, um, a tech startup doing marketing there, um, and then actually transitioned over to, um, marketing sort of more within the wellness space. Um, where I helped open up a shop called Chill House in New York in the Lower East Side, um, which is a sort of like wellness bar, nail salon, and um, like massage studio, three in one. Um, 
So I came there, I helped them kind of get everything up and running. And there was a moment of sort of for both of us figuring out if it made the most sense for me to stay on and continue to kind of, you know, manage everything that was happening in the space, or if it was time for me to look at, you know, gold as, as a new, you know, full-time enterprise. Um, so, you know, I, you know, sat down with, um, uh, you know, my boss and, and we kind of talked it out to try to figure out what made the most sense for both of us. And we kind of came to the mutual decision that it was, you know, time for me to, you know, start doing this full time. It was starting to take up a lot of my time. And, you know, sometimes you have to know, just, you just have to have that feeling that, okay, it's time to, it's time to really do this. Mm. So I actually stayed in the city for a little while after that, was doing it full time, was, you know, paying rent out of pocket. Um, And it just got to be too much. Mm. Um, I needed a financial break. I needed a, um, you know, just like mental, emotional, spiritual break from being in the city and and trying to manage all of that. Um, But, you know, in the end, it was basically like, my lease was up for um, July, I think it was July. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a decision if I was going to sign another lease, or if I was going to try this new thing and go upstate. And I just made the jump. And it wasn't um, the sort of certain thing where I had all of my, you know, ducks in a row and I knew that by such and such date I would be making such and such amount of money. I just had to kind of take a leap of faith and and hope that it would work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you so you took the leap. Do you regret the leap? Was it a good leap? I do not regret the leap. I don't think I've ever regretted a leap that I've taken. Um, I I don't take a lot of them, so I think that helps. Um, But I think that there was so much value in being able to focus on my business. And, you know, I remember actually being really emotional about the change of leaving New York. I felt that I would be um, out of the loop on everything, that I might fall behind in my business, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember, you know, telling people about this and one person what one person said to me actually meant a lot she said listen you know all of that might be true but I can guarantee you cannot focus on growing your business when you're also freaking out about money mm-hmm. you can't do both mm-hmm. um so to me that was the final call of like you know what you've got to try it this way mm-hmm. and you know just see what happens from there I kind of kept in mind and something that I do a lot to keep myself from freaking out is um, you know, okay, what's the worst thing could happen? Right. Imagine the absolute worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that I go upstate, my business fails, and I come back to the city and get another marketing job. Right. And to me, that's not um, not being able to put food on the table. You know, that's not homelessness. So, you know, to me in the end, I said, you know what, it's worth, it's worth the risk. It's right. worth trying. That's so interesting. I have this uh, theory that as an entrepreneur, you will always face failure. There's always going to be a product that you launch that doesn't work quite as well as you think it's going to work. There's going to always be the bad business decision that you made where you invested dollars in something that you didn't need to invest in, or you trusted someone you shouldn't have trusted, or you just wasted <laughs> money. Like the, It's inevitable that you will not get it all right as an entrepreneur. But I think it takes having a bit of faith um, and being willing to take 
risk and being willing to deal with the worst case scenario if the risk doesn't pan out and recognizing that you will sometimes fail. And so I think that that's really important for entrepreneurs to say, I have to take the risk. I may fail. Failure is inevitable as an entrepreneur, and I'm going to be prepared to deal with that failure when it happens. Oh, yes. Um, One of my little sayings is that entrepreneurship is basically just a series of expensive mistakes. And you have to be comfortable with that. You have to know that every time you launch a new product, you're going to, you know, realize that you should have done something a little bit differently. You're going to see, you know, that little typo or, you know, whatever. Um, And that's part of it. That's how you learn. You just keep evolving with it and, and keep getting better. And everyone else out there is also out there making those mistakes and learning from them. So no one's got it perfect, even if it looks like it's perfect. There's a million little things, you know, behind the scenes. Exactly, exactly. So we've talked about gold, but we haven't talked about gold. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Jump right in. (laughs) So tell me about the product. Everyone's been sitting on the edge of their seats wanting to know more about what does gold do? Yeah, so um, so Gold is a uh, turmeric wellness company. So you might be familiar with turmeric. Turmeric is a root in the ginger family. It's really common in um, Asian and some you know African and Caribbean cooking as well. Um, it's the um, sort of primary ingredient in most curries. Um, so it's what's giving things like curry that like bright orange, yellowy type of color. Um, so turmeric is an amazing, amazing plant. It's, I think, you know, sort of the new superfood now um, because it has so many different wellness benefits. It's, it's sort of great for everyone. So, you know, for example, um, I actually first got into turmeric and even started paying attention to it because my mother um, was taking it for arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so she noticed a huge difference in her, um, you know, overall level of inflammation just from taking turmeric. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory. Mm. I started taking it, and I actually noticed the biggest differences were in, um, you know, clearing up my skin and also boosting my immune system. It's got amazing antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal properties. Um, it is boosting circulation so it's giving you a really nice glow to your skin and you know again because it's antibacterial it's great for you know just kind of clearing up any blemishes that you might have um you know i have friends that take it for um you know allergies you know allergy relief um you know pain relief after you know a hard workout um but anyway so it's a really powerful plant And um, what we've done is we've actually made a powder blend that makes um, the turmeric super easy to take and also very delicious. Um, So our original blend is a powder blend of a few things. It's got turmeric, of course, um, but then it also has ginger, it has cinnamon, it has coconut, um, and a few other spices. So you're looking at something that is not going to taste medicinal or, you know, it's not going to taste healthy, as people say. Um, it's got a really nice sort of like creamy, um, like gingery chai type of flavor to it. Um, so this is a powder that you can add to water or milk. You can make, you know, sort of a tea or a latte with it. Um, you can also add it to smoothies. Um, you could put it in your oatmeal and, you know, and get kind of creative with it. But, you know, the point of it is to be able to, um, you know, just have turmeric as part of your daily routine 
without getting crazy with, you know, the juicer or, you know, all these different pills or anything else. Awesome. Awesome. That's so wonderful. So one of the questions that people are going to ask right away is why not just add raw turmeric um, to my diet? Will I have the same benefits? And so what's the benefits of your powder that's over just adding raw turmeric by itself? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, of course, there's just the um, overall ease of using it. Okay. Um, but the big thing actually is our product is um, formulated to get you the maximum benefits of turmeric. Gotcha. So turmeric actually has um, a component in it called curcumin. You might have seen it before, you know, as a supplement. And curcumin is sort of what's considered to be the the major healing element in turmeric. Um, and the problem with curcumin is it's actually not very easily absorbed by your body. So scientists have done all these different tests and they found that uh, the curcumin in turmeric is best absorbed uh, when it's combined with some source of a fat mm-hmm. um, and then also with black pepper. Mm. So what we've done is we've formulated our original blend to have coconut milk powder which is essentially just coconut milk minus the water, which has coconut oil in it, which is a healthy fat. Um, And then it also has black pepper in it. So our formula is making sure that you're getting sort of the maximum benefits of the turmeric, um, you know, right off the bat. Oh, wonderful. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Now, how much does a healthy diet play into this? So I know you mentioned like your skin cleared up. Is it Does it boost the benefits of a healthy diet? Do you have other suggestions that you um, that you you know for people to to do or change in their life um, that kind of go along with promoting the benefits of gold? Kind of how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I think that maintaining a healthful, diverse diet, you know, getting exercise is always the number one key to just overall wellness. Mm I can, you know, push turmeric, you know, all day, every day, or, you know, any other type of supplement. But if at the end of the day, you're eating processed foods, you're not moving your body, um, you're stressed, you're depressed, those types of things are going to have huge impacts on your health. You want to look at something like turmeric as the boost that's going to take you up to the next level. Mm. Um, But it's not going to correct for an existing sort of set of unhealthy behaviors. I find that, you know, for me personally, um, if I just tell myself, yeah, like, you know, like make sure to have something green today, you know, make sure that you're not just eating stuff that comes out of a box. Yes. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if like later on for dessert, you have like a slice of cake because it's someone's birthday. Um, That's not going to undo your health. Um, The problem that we generally have in, you know, modern society and, you know, in our community is that people are relying solely on things that are coming out of a box Mm. um, for food and and you're full, but as far as, you know, nutrients go, you're basically wasting away. Right. Um, So that's kind of the balance that I like to set personally. And you said an important nuance that I want to kind of like pick up on. You said you like healthful foods and not healthy foods. Can you kind of explain why you chose that word so carefully? Yeah. Um, you know, I think about my diet. I eat, um, for example, for breakfast, I might have, um, like a slice of sourdough bread 
um, with a little bit of raw honey on it and some almond butter. Mm -hmm. And I know to some people they're like, bread, you can't have bread. It's bad for you. Um, and to that, I say, I feel great after I eat it. I don't have digestive issues after I eat it. And it's not something that's highly processed. That's what I think is really more the key to, you know, finding a balanced, healthy lifestyle. It's not about saying you can't have all of these foods that, you know, our ancestors have been eating for hundreds or, you know, thousands of years. Um, it's not about outlawing bread. It's about assuming you don't have a gluten allergy, which is a totally separate issue, in which case, please do not eat gluten. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not about just saying, okay, I can't have pasta or bread. It's about saying, okay, I'm not going to have something that's been bleached and, you know, processed over so many times. You know, when I get sourdough bread, I go to an actual baker mm. and I get bread that's made with, you know, whole grain flour. Right. Um, so I'm still getting all the nutrients yeah, from, yeah. you know, that plant, the wheat. Um, so I try to look at things like that. You know, I eat a lot of um, sweet potatoes and all different sorts of yams. Um, and those are, you know, high in, you know, carbohydrate, sugary foods, but they are, you know, complete foods. They're, they're whole foods. So I don't, stress overly over, you know, what's the natural sugar content in something or the natural fat content. Yes. Um, that's not what's going to make you unhealthy. Oh, yes. I agree with you 100%. It's sort of this idea that I think we've gotten so conditioned to read the nutrients facts and oh, what is this? And what is that? And, you know, I like to give the advice, try to buy foods that don't have nutrient facts on them. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And then you don't have to stress over anything. Like there's no nutrient facts on it. Just eat what you know makes you happy. And I think that that is a really, um, a really good point. Is that I? It's not about following rules. It's about trying to get as many plants in your life as possible. And so I, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And I'm glad to hear you say that as a, a black woman. And I kind of want to transition into that piece of the conversation. Thanks to our artisan for joining us. And now to our moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. Wherever you are right now, just take a moment to experience your awareness. Notice what you see, notice what you hear, notice what you feel. What do you taste? Notice your being for what it is right now. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let it all the way out. And as you're exhaling, think about that oxygen moving to your heart. Get rid of those toxins that happen from residual volume when we don't completely breathe in and out. As you breathe in and you exhale fully, you're letting go of what's no longer serving you so that the oxygen that comes to your heart allows you to give and receive love with boundaries, but no longer the walls that the toxicity creates. Continue in this breath, continue in this being, 
And as you're in this being, start to become the love that you seek in this world. Start to become the forgiveness that you seek in this world. Become the acceptance that you seek in this world. And watch the universe mirror that back to you. I just wanted you to know that I am here always for you, with you. Listen closely. The truth is within my voice. Come back to me as often as you like. I'll be here. Sincerely, your breath. I hope that you enjoyed the meditation with Dr. Crystal. Sometimes we all need a reminder to just stop and take a break, stop and clear our minds, stop and be present. But now we're going to hop back into the conversation with our artisan. You are a black woman in the wellness space. Have you found that most of your supporters are other black women or black people more broadly or not? So like what community do you feel like you're serving and do you want to serve? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, so when we first launched, I had the idea that I was not going to be the face of the brand. I was not really going to be present with it. The fact that, you know, I was black or a woman or anything else was going to have nothing to do with the brand. It was just going to be turmeric out there, you know, whatever. Um, so then we had our first little sales event. Um, it was like a small thing in, in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. And I posted up a photo um, of myself working our little, you know, sample table. And I posted that up to Instagram and people just loved it. I mean, I remember getting, you know, comments and, and DMs from people saying, oh my God, I didn't know you were black owned. I'm buying right now. You know, this makes it even better. I'm so excited. Um, and that's when I was first like, oh, I... I guess I should, you know, kind of be tapping into my own community. Um, it just hadn't occurred to me, um, you know, when I was first kind of dreaming up the business. And that really goes to show how much, you know, you can plan it all out and then think you've got your vision set. And then you see the way that um, the public interacts with your product and you and you evolve. Yes. Um, yeah, so I you know, from there kind of started getting a little bit more into that piece of it. And I've found that, um, you know, it's funny, I was just talking to, you know, my business partner, my boyfriend, who um, he's not black, but he's a person of color. He's actually of Japanese descent. Uh -huh. um, we were talking about how, you know, we don't run a brand that is marketed exclusively for, you know, black people or black women. It's a product for everyone. but because, you know, myself as the face of the brand, I'm an African-American woman. And because we just naturally happen to partner with, you know, a diverse range of influencers and, you know, media companies, etc. We have such a great following of, you know, black men and women that are getting excited about turmeric. Yes. Um, and it wasn't about saying this is, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this, but in our case, it wasn't about saying, um, you know, this is exclusively, you know, for black people. Oftentimes, that's not even 
what we need. Sometimes we just need people to include us in the conversation. Um, so often in the wellness space, I'll go to the blog of, you know, a, a, a company that's, you know, similar brand vibe to us. And they're, you know, owned generally by white women. They kind of dominate the the wellness space. Yes, they do. And every, yeah. <laughs> and every influencer they work with, every person they feature on their blog, every media company they work with is also dominated by white women. And so I don't see myself as part of that brand at all. Um, so I think just kind of opening it up to everyone really, it, it has such an impact. And I've been overwhelmed um, by the support that I've gotten um, from my own community as a result of that. And you know what? I think that is a message that we need to hear more of. I think that what the message that we hear from mainstream is that if you just, if you put yourself as a face, if people know that it's black owned, uh, people won't support or you won't be able to have a broader audience. And so I think we're kind of shamed or fearful of kind mm -hmm. of, of saying these things. And I know for me personally, it became really clear with the Shea Moisture. It was kind of all of this. Oh, yes. Right. It was all of this backlash based off of their marketing and the way that things were positioned. And I said, you know what? At, at least at one point, they were very intentional about saying it was for black women. And then, you know, maybe they're expanding in different directions. But there's so many of us who wouldn't even say that from the beginning. And it, it kind of uh, resonated with me like, wow, like, how am I any better if I, you know, and if I'm not willing to kind of say that I am comfortable, that my product is for black women and it's owned by a black woman mm -hmm. and I support black women. And I, I've kind of had that same exact experience that you've had that people want to support you when they find that out. And so I just, I want to keep pushing that message to help other entrepreneurs feel comfortable Put your picture on the website. Say that yes. you're a Black-owned business and, and, and be true to you. I feel like any time you start having to adapt who you are to try to reach a certain audience, you're starting to lose. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I 100%. And, you know, I just, I think that is, is so important. And I think that that would be like one of my huge pieces of advice for anyone that's starting to build a business is make sure you have a story out there. And, you know, you're going to craft it a little bit. You don't have to tell people, you know, everything about yourself and your life. Um, but you need to put something out there. Think about every brand that you are highly engaged with. When you say it, when you talk about it, when you tell someone about that brand, oftentimes you're saying, oh, it's this amazing brand and it's founded by, you know, X or Y, you know, you're, you think that you know this beautiful, you know, story about them. And it's valuable to put that out there. Mm. People want to be able to connect emotionally with your brand. You can't just have nice packaging and a fancy website. There needs to be humanity behind that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I'm curious to see what you think is this idea of confidence. I think it's really hard to build a brand if you aren't confident in who you are. And I think that's where a lot of the self-care and the self-love comes into play for entrepreneurs is that the entrepreneurs that are the most comfortable in their skin, I think they know how to stay true to who they are. They make better business decisions. And it's just kind of, it's like a cyclical um, cycle. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, 
And it's not easy. It's especially not easy in um, this world, you know, of social media now where you have to put yourself out there. You have to quantify yourself and your business by the number of followers and likes and comments that you're getting. It's hard to be confident in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've struggled with it. I think that everyone does. And mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. You know, a great example of this is actually we were just um, on, we just like had a, a feature that we shot for Bon Appetit magazine. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out soon. And Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that was awesome. So we shot that up here and, um, I sent the photos down to them and they said, Oh, you know, these photos are great, but we were really looking for more photos of you. You know, this feature is about you. Mm -hmm. And I had posted all, I had sent them all these nice photos of, you know, I was more in the background and it was more like photos of the product and, and, you know, the, the, the process and all these different things. And I was like, oh, okay. So we actually had to go back and and shoot some more images for it that had me, you know, more as front and center because I'm still, you know, I'll have a company reach out to me like Bon Appetit and say, hey, we want to feature you. And I end up sending them a bunch of photos of, you know, golden milk because I'm like, you couldn't possibly want to see my face. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think it's something that we're all kind of still – in the process of so how like that's always my question is I think that we talk a lot about for me self-love and confidence go hand in hand and I absolutely agree that it's a journey that I think that we're all on Um, but what do you do to build up that confidence to build up that self-love like what are actual tangible things that you have done and seen success with yeah I mean I think that actually one of the best things that you can do Um, So again, a lot of this for me ends up being tied to social media. Mm -hmm. I think it's a blessing and a curse as far as confidence goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that I end up, you know, following along with other, you know, uh, you know, like young black women that are sort of in my demographic creative entrepreneurs. I start following along with them. I'll like, like their photos and, you know, post comments and be like, you know, I like, I love this. This is so cool. Blah, blah, blah then they follow you back and, and you're in, and you're engaging and you're building each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big part of it is just, you know, building your own community of support and love and, you know, hearing from people that you admire that, Oh, you know, they admire you too. And, and they love this outfit. And, you know, I think stuff like that is just really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you get to this amazing opportunity to, you know, build these new friendships and, and relationships um, with people all around the world. Um, so that's like one little piece that has been helpful for me. But I'm also t- taking suggestions because I'm still working on this. Yes, yes, you know. <laughs> And I think, I mean, and one part, this is like the heart and soul of our brand is it's really this idea of cultivating self-love and a self-care practice for black women and promoting products that can assist along that way. But a lot of the work is inside work. Um, And so you kind of have to do it on the inside, right? Like it's it's Mm -hmm. hard to do it externally. I know um, a piece of advice that I got that has been really helpful is I was the type of person that would take criticisms really heavily. Um, And I wanted to please everybody. So 
10 people could say something was good, but the one person who said it was bad, that was all that I would focus on and just would send me in a spiral and I would be so upset. And, you know, and I had always heard the advice that you can't let what negative people pull you down. You can't let that, you know, you have to kind of stay above it. And so I remember at one point in my life, I was really working towards, I don't want to let the opinions of other people who have negative things to say impact me. And then one day the light switch went off that I also can't let the opinions of people who have positive things to say impact me, that I have to be constant, that your praises don't make me feel good and your um, detraction doesn't make me feel bad because then I'm just relying on me to stay at that constant place of kind of peace and happiness. And that was a really big lesson for me to learn because I was so geared towards external um, praise. That getting to the point where I didn't need that anymore has really opened up me personally uh, to be in a better point of like kind of self-love and that I had to learn to love myself and learn to really check in with my gut and my intentions and say, what makes you happy? What do you want to do? Everyone else can think this is great. But if it doesn't feel right to you, is that really the thing that you should be doing? And so just really working through a lot of that stuff for me was was a helpful tidbit. Um, alone time is another one that I have, I have found to try to find joy in being alone by myself and coming up with things to do while I'm alone that, you know, feel wonderful, uh, whether it's lighting a candle or reading a book or meditating um, I'm a, I'm into yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. So yoga for me has gotten me through a lot of moments of depression of just mm. kind of going like, it's like a mindful movement. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not the best with sitting still, but I can mindfully move through a yoga class. And that has been really helpful. Um, and just me kind of clearing my thoughts before I let self doubt kind of fill my brain. And so those are some strategies that have worked for me. You have to try them out and shoot me an email and let me know if any of them work for you. <laughs> oh, I will. I'm, I'm looking for things. And I mean, I think especially that's so important as an entrepreneur, because one of the hardest things that you don't realize until you're about to, you know, launch your baby out into the world is you're taking all the, the creative energy that you had, all of the, you know, marketing smarts, you know, whatever, and you're just putting it out there and, and you're saying, hey, you know, public, I hope you like this. I hope mm-hmm. you're interested. I hope you care. Um, and a big part of that is having the confidence to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, it's very, very scary to put yourself out there and say, you know what? This is the best I've got right now. Yes. Yes. Don't let what they say perfect be the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. Um, starting yes. where you are starting somewhere, growing and getting better. But I think it's also this idea of when it doesn't work out, right? Like when you do make a bad decision, Mm -hmm. still being able to get back up and try again and not just like throwing in the towel because it's like, it's inevitable. Like I almost make the joke that I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to making my big bad decision where I lose $30,000 because like I did that. I, I lost the money. I made a poor choice. I, you know, I, I own it. I did it. I made it through. And I feel like it almost like validates me as like an entrepreneur. Like, oh yeah, that time I lost 30,000. Like, right. you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment to happen. And not that I want to attract loss, you know, I want to, you know, keep the positive energy and track nothing but abundance. But I also understand that uh, it's inevitable and it's going to happen. And I think that 
life is that way, you know, with happiness in general, um, you're happy, happy, you feel happy because you felt sadness. If all you ever felt was happiness, it would just feel, it wouldn't feel like happiness. It would just feel like your state of being. And so like recognizing that both the, the yin and the yang come together, it's so important for entrepreneurs to recognize that because that's the same way it is with the business is that it's going to have ups and downs and you have to be along for the ride. You have to recognize that some people are going to love your product and think it's the best thing that was ever created. And some people are going to think it's the dumbest thing ever. And they don't know why anyone would ever spend time or money on it. And you have to recognize that they both will exist. It's impossible for them not to both exist. And the second you wrap your head around that, I think it just makes it so much easier. Absolutely. Yeah, so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Trinity. This was such an amazing conversation. Um, We cannot wait to feature your products on our website. I've tried them. They are absolutely delicious. Um, (laughs) Adding them to my smoothies in the morning. Um, I think that you're launching some new flavors. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we do have some new stuff launching very soon. Um, We are keeping it a little bit under wraps for now as far as the details, but do, um, you know, follow along with us on social media. Our Instagram handle is just at gold turmeric, um, and that's G-O-L-D-E. So follow us along. We're going to be posting, you know, uh, previews and and hints at what's coming, but um, we are going to have some new flavors um, and one option that has caffeine. So if you're someone that likes a little bit of an extra jump in the morning, um, you know, definitely stay tuned for good stuff coming this winter. Yes. So we got a little bit of the tea first here on Black and Green about what are some <laughs> of the new stuff going on with gold. So please continue to uh, join in with us, talk to our wonderful founders, hear their stories, and you might just get some, you know, new information about new products that are being launched. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Trinity. We hope that you guys have a good day. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for being a part of our journey and listening to the Black and Green podcast. Tune in next week when we feature another Black woman artisan who creates all natural products. You can buy products to support our artisans at blkgrn.com and check us out on all social media at blk and grn. Make sure you like and share our podcast with your friends. Until next time, buy black and live green.